Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I'm here with my lovely guest, the uh, my favorite uh, listener, Bev from California. Thank you. Hey, it's good to be back, everybody. And uh, we are here uh, still having microphone problems. I keep on trying to get my two microphone systems set up, but we're not. So we're, we're sharing one stereo microphone. So I'm going to be coming to you from one side of your head and Bev will be coming to you from the <laughs> other side of your head. And I apologize if you're listening on headphones because that can be really disorienting. If you're in the car, it might be fun. But uh, anyhow, uh, we apologize for the goof ups and the goofy goofs. Uh, I just can't wrap my head around this. If you are a technical whiz with GarageBand, on a Mac with multiple USB mics, uh, please give me a holler. Uh, Bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. I could use some technical help. Uh, you can also text me at 760-608-1942 and that will get you to me, uh, but I could really use some help on this from someone who knows what they're doing more than I do. Um, I've gotten it to work in the past. It's just not working now. Uh, which to me is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, and it is. And that is our word of the week, by the way. Well, wouldn't you just Which is know. M- malarkey. And malarkey is something that's just meaningless talk or nonsense. And hopefully this podcast is not malarkey. Hopefully it's not meaningless. Hopefully it's not nonsense. Hopefully it's serving a purpose for you. If it is, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go on to Apple Podcasts because Apple Podcasts is redoing their algorithm for rating shows. And so if we can get a bunch of new ratings on the show, that will really help us out to get us out in front of more and more listeners. So this week, more than ever, it's super important that you could go out there and hopefully a five-star review would be nice, uh, but give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and that would really, really, really be appreciated. You just go on your, your podcast that you're listening to it there and, and there should be a you know rate this show kind of thing. You just push it, give us the five things and then it'll ask if you want to write a review. We really appreciate that and that will help get the show to more and more people. Uh, If you don't want to do that, that's okay. We're still here. Uh, Perhaps you'd like to help the show in another way. Maybe uh, share us on your social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those things so you can share the show with your friends. I like to use the hashtag TuneInTuesday when the show comes out, but just go ahead and tell people about it or uh, send them a link to the show and um, Maybe that'll encourage them to listen. If you really want to jump uh, above and beyond the line of, uh, of boredom, you can become a patron for us. And something new for patrons, um, uh, your donations to Patreon now or through Patreon now are going to be tax deductible. We just got approved for Messed Up Ministries as a, a recognized by the IRS as 501c3. So donations to Patreon are tax deductible. Uh, So we'll be getting those uh, statements out to you in January for your deductions. That will be anything starting in the month of May, April. Uh, If you're with us in April, that donation will be and anything from here on out will be. So you won't be able to get tax credit for January, February, and March, but everything else will be tax deductible. So we really thank you to all of our patrons for that. That helps keep that ministry going. Super excited about getting back into the prisons when that helps or opens up. So we really appreciate you. If you want to become a patron, you go to messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button and it will take you to our Patreon page, which has all of the information. I am working with Giselle, who is a sometimes guest 
on the show on revamping our Patreon tiers to get some new uh, benefits for our Patreon members, including some video things that I'll be doing, some book reviews and um, book clubs that you can join in. So exciting things coming on Patreon, so check that out if you would. Uh, we just had a our newest Patreon person last week went from a uh, $10 a month up to $50 a month. They decided that they were really enjoying what they're doing. So we thank you, listener. You know who you were. Uh, and um, really appreciate all the Patreons uh, for helping us make this ministry so successful. And we have nothing else to talk about except for the show I, now, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Bev, Which is my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, Bev told me today when I asked her if she would help me with the show, she said, you know, she's had a long day. She was working in a hot environment all day long, cleaning out a food truck for a friend. And it's, you know, 90 degrees here in Ridgecrest working in a food truck. Not exactly the coolest place to work. And she did that all day long. Then she was teaching her step study. And she is beat, but she said she'd do her best. She said, you might be talking more than I will. And I said, well, I think we can kind of guarantee that because that's sort of the way I roll. But uh, the thing I wanted to talk today about is something that I say a lot in Celebrate Recovery in my lessons and in my step study and just in life in general, that this idea that we are as sick as our secrets. And that's, I'm sure, not something new to you, Bev, uh, hearing me or someone else say that. I'm guessing you probably use that phrase as well. I do. I do. And I think that it really <laughs> holds true in life, but especially in recovery, that the secrets that we hold on to, that defines my level of sickness. Um, have you found anything like that in your life where you were holding on to secrets and it was just eating you uh, from the inside out? Oh gosh, yes, yes. Um... You know, I, let me just back up just a second. You didn't ask for this, but while you were talking, I was looking up the definition of a secret. Oh. And it has three meanings. Okay. Three that they list here. Um, one is, and this is the one that I think of the most when I think about that statement, mm-hmm. you're as sick as your secrets. Something that is kept or meant to be kept unknown or unseen by others. Ooh. So, you know, they have two others. One is something that is not properly understood or like a mystery. Okay. Uh, like explain the secrets of the universe. Gotcha. Know? Or a valid but not commonly known or recognized method of achieving something like the secret to a happy marriage. Is. Oh, that's, I, I've got it. Mary Bev. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Sweet. Um, now I forgot what your initial question was, so I'm um, sorry. You know, my question was, have you found that uh, secrets that you keep uh, causing sickness in your emotional or spiritual or physical life yes um i can't say for sure but i really do think that the um holding on to the secrets of my life and that can be anything can be small to large um is part of the reason why i struggle with anxiety today i don't know if there's direct correlation between that but I do know that once I stop, you know, hiding behind my secrets, my anxiety did, you know, my, uh, it, it, it lessened. Okay. So it seems like it's connected, but, um, I also had some digestive issues before and they seem to have smoothed out too. Yeah. So there seems to be a correlation between my health. Um, I really think my mental health. Right. And um, just 
I look at other people differently now because I don't think that I'm keeping secrets from mm -hmm. them, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I found in my <laughs> own personal experience that I suffered sickness mentally, spiritually, and physically from keeping secrets. And I'm not talking about like, you know, I bought you a gift and I'm keeping a secret, no. you know, what that is. That's, that's not what we're talking about here with no. secrets. We're talking about um, meaningful secrets that we're keeping that are, are, are affecting our lives, our walk, our morality, and, and, and our witness. Uh, for me, the most telling example of this, that, you know, a, 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 a secret that I was keeping that manifested itself physically in my life was, and, and I've probably talked about it on the show before, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it again, because, you know, it's my show. Uh, I, it, when Before I got arrested, I was keeping all the secrets of my misdeeds with other people from everybody. And so I was the uh, coach of <laughs> our, our water heaters doing something. Um, I was the coach of the soccer team at the high school. I was uh, training to go into ministry. I was doing all these things to try to make myself look good because I was keeping, you know, I was, I was living this double life. And so what I was living was not what I was trying to get people to see and I was trying to distract people. So I was so busy with image control and management that I didn't have time to process these secrets. And I'm gonna step away for just one second in the middle of the story so I can unplug that. Say something, Beth. Uh, yeah, okay, well, <clears throat> I was trying to jot down some notes here while you were talking, it was making me think of this. I know one of the um, one of the thoughts with celebrate recovery is one of the things that we often say. I think it may be one of the I can't remember. You're gonna have to help me out. I think it's a principle, not a step. But in step four, uh, step five, where we confess our faults to ourselves, to someone we trust, and to God. And according to Scripture, it says that brings healing mm -hmm. it does bring salvation when we confess to god when we share you know our sins or whatever our uh, character defaults defects or whatever with god we are cleansed right we're we're saved right. and we'll talk but, more about yeah. that so yeah after because yeah. i don't want to give away yeah. the rest of the show I'm sorry, before I was we trying start to fill in time yeah. so yeah. it could so, just go blah 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 <laughs> uh, so anyhow mm. when i was keeping these secrets i was focused so hard on what I had told to who uh, and yeah. which version yep. of the truth, how much of the truth I had let out and trying to manage that was overtaxing my brain. It wasn't allowing my brain to rest because I was doing it at night when I slept. I was doing it when I was trying to get to sleep. I was doing it in the morning. I was doing it at school. I was doing it at church. I was doing it on the soccer field. I was doing it, you know, wherever I was, I was doing that, that multitasking of trying to juggle multiple multiple lies yeah and i was having problems with my speech i was stammering i couldn't get thoughts out i was and it was just my brain on overload and i didn't understand why but it got so bad i went to the uh, speech pathologist at school and said hey i'm having problems with you know this stammering and, and stuttering and, and i can't and, and i was asking what was going on if, if they could help me and that was just 
like maybe a month and a half before I got called into the police station and arrested and everything started to come out. And I didn't realize it until after I had gone mm. to jail and my secrets were no longer secrets. Right. All of a sudden I just realized at one point, I was like, hey, you're talking normal again. You're not having problems. Mm. And that was just so crazy to me that it would have that kind of an impact because I could see the emotional impact. I could see the, the psychological and spiritual impact that it could have, but a actual a physical impact right. on me from keeping secrets was just more than I could imagine. Mm -hmm. Keeping the secrets made me tired. It made me tired. It made me weary. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me afraid. It, made me, it, it, I, it was tied to fears that, you know, I, just that I, I guess, tried to bury. But, but you said something significant, Paul. You used the word lies. And um, in my life, I really had a hard time with lying. Now, I was not the person that would come out and say, oh, this guy is purple, you know, making that up when it was blue. It wasn't that. It wasn't that obvious kind of a lie. But it was like, um, how are you feeling today, Bev? I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. You know, even something as simple as that. But also the lies of omission because that's usually what it was that's a I big just, one I think I wouldn't say anything yeah that's you easy know? for me to overlook as a lie oh my gosh because it wasn't that I wasn't telling the truth it's just that I wasn't wasn't saying anything saying anything know? yeah I can't be talking the whole time believe and, it or not and I know for me it was to protect my goodness mm -hmm. my image yeah yeah pride absolutely yeah pride is I have found in my life pride is one of the main tap roots of my life that so much I can boil down and process to an issue of pride. Even if it doesn't feel like it is, I can just see where it's like, well, I was afraid that this person wouldn't like me. That was pride. Sure. I was afraid that this person would think I was bad. Okay, that's pride. And mm -hmm. and there's so many obvious things, but so many things where it's like, it feels like one thing, but then if I just keep on refining the issue down, pride is what's left after I get rid of all the dross. Pride right. is what's left in the crucible. Right. Well, we often uh, have said, uh, we've talked about this a lot, that uh, someone's addiction I'm using air quotes if you want to call it that um, that's not what the problem is there's always an underlying issue behind that and so many of the times in my life it comes down to pride if you just take away all the layers and just get it down to the simplest form right and the most damaging form it's, yeah it's pride and, and that thing that brings us into our first recovery meeting is typically a symptom of a deeper issue it's it's not right. the alcohol the alcohol is just the outward expression of an issue that we're trying to numb ourselves and it's not you know overeating or whatever it is it's something that we're trying to cover up with a lie mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. which is why the first lesson in CR in a step study and on our Friday night you know big group meetings is denial Yes. And denial is just lying. Mm -hmm. It's just making up a story about reality to make myself feel better about it. 
It's well, making excuses yeah. for life. I think our enemy is so good at uh, wrapping, uh, in saying that it's okay for us to be stressed out. It's okay for us to have a stammer in our speech. And we're not looking at the underlying issue that's causing all that damage to our body. And, and right. so for somebody to come to us and say, you know, I think maybe you might want to look at the fact that you're probably really struggling with something and you're not, maybe just not coming clean with yourself on that. Um, and I fought that so long when people try to give me good advice in that direction. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. well, again, pride. Yeah. I don't want to admit that I was doing all this. I don't want to admit that I was wrong. I don't want to admit any of it. Right. It's, it's, it's my pride. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't have a great way to segue into our song of the week, so I'm just going to go ahead and segue into our song of the week, and we'll talk more about how to get past these these uh, lies and into what you were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, but a song that I heard when we were in Hawaii um, that I've heard before, but I, I just had forgotten about it, is an old song. I, I see here it was released in 2007, but this is um, Need to Breathe, and the song is called Signature of Divine, Yahweh. And I just thought, oh, I got to do this song. So I put it in the list, and lo and behold, today's the day we're doing it. So here's about 90 seconds of Signature of Divine by Need to Breathe. And we'll be back on the other side to talk to you about that and to talk to you about more of our secrets. So we'll see you in about 90 seconds. about that song Bev well the first thing that crossed my mind was what in the world do we need a signature for anyway you know why do we need a signature on mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. and I was thinking you know it it can mean we agree with the terms of something it means that we are identifying with a product like this is my essay I wrote this it came through my mind um, it can be proof of our identity, I guess, like on our driver's license. So then I was thinking, one of the things it says is that, um, oh shoot, uh, we are by your design the signature of the divine. So I was thinking, God signs his name 
through us. Mm. The way God assigns his name is through us. And, yeah, so we and validate him. We do. And it, so it's proof that not only we belong to him, but mm. the, the signature that people see is God's signature. In, in other words, they're going to draw a... His reputation is either backed up or uh, damaged by how we present ourselves to other people. Wow, that's yeah. that's really, I like that so much. Um, I'm I'm here going into my my list of things that I want to write, and that's um, something that 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 should have been the show today. <laughs> um, that's just really amazing. Uh, that you would say that because now what I'm going to say is um, it's not nearly as awesome. Oh, don't ever say that. <laughs> don't ever say that because somebody else needs to hear what you've got to say. Yeah. Well, um, can you say one more sentence while I type one more sentence? Um, well, it, it says that cathedrals try to show the image of your face. And, you know, we all know. I remember when we went to New York and we went to, was it St. Patrick's Cathedral yeah. or whatever? Oh, my land. It was just glorious. It was just glowing with awe and wonder and beautiful majesty and reverence. And yet, that doesn't do as much for the world as uh, us carrying the name of Christian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Wow, that's really, really good, Bev. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so much uh, for that. Um, let me put here God's signature. So just so you know, you, th this validates that we're just doing this show as is. We're not trying to, to beef it up and make it special. Uh, the thing that I really latched onto is in that course, it says, Yahweh, Yahweh, great is your glory when you go before me. Mm. And that's such an important mm -hmm. message for me to remember that he goes before yes. me, that it's yes. him, not me. And so often I try to put myself in front of God and do the things for God and I need to remember to allow God to go before me that 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 I don't get that uh, and it's not beside me I don't go beside right, God. I go right. I go behind God right. God goes in front of me right, right. And, and it's his authority that allows me to pass right that's uh, where that expression comes in with uh, that we are father filtered yeah. That things come to us after they've gone through the Father. Yeah. So he, he knows exactly what we are going through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Good thoughts. Well, go check yeah. that out. That's that's an old, hard to go wrong with Need to Breathe for me. Uh, I really yeah. enjoy their sound um, a lot. So uh, thanks for that. So getting back to being as sick as our secrets, we, we can see, and I think, I think nobody really has a hard time agreeing that secrets are, will, can cause us ruin and, and, mm -hmm. and problems. The question for me then is, how do we get ourselves to get beyond that pride, beyond that fear, beyond that trepidation and and resistance so we can let those secrets out? And how do we do it safely for ourselves and for the people? I mean, because it's not fair for me to go out with a megaphone and blast somebody no. else's secrets. No. That, that's, not, that's not good. And when I tell my secrets, I might be <laughs> revealing stuff that somebody else might not be willing to reveal. How do we go about safely purging ourselves from this sickness of secrets. Well, you pointed on a couple things there. One of them is we don't just go out and broadcast them to the world. The world's mm -hmm. not ready for that. It's not healthy for anybody to do that, and it's not safe. 
Um, but the beauty of, and I can only speak to Celebrate Recovery because that's the only recovery program that I've ever been in. But the beauty of that is I, I said in my testimony that when I sat in that first meeting and I heard other ladies share, they were sharing my life, which told me I was safe to feel the way I felt, that I wasn't alone, um, that the things that I experienced were not weird or freaky mm. or that something wasn't really, really wrong with me mentally. Yeah. Um, and so, but it had to be in a place where I think you have to grow into it. I don't think the first time you walk into any kind of recovery meeting or in any small group of any kind, you don't just go saying, hey, everybody, let me tell you everything I've ever done in my life. I don't think that's a good idea. But I think that where you find that other people are willing to share their secrets and they've been at it for a long time and they do it with ease, I think that's a good place to tell you these are people that are being honest with you so you can be honest with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If a person is taking the risk of exposing themselves, right. then that it gives a measure of safety for our, us to do that. And, and vice versa. When we take the risk, then it, it adds a opportunity for other people to. Right. And, you know, not to, to, uh, ruin anybody's reputation or try to diss on anybody but I feel like if you hear somebody sharing their testimony and you get the feeling that they're the star they're the center of the testimony and it's all about them and the horrible things that have happened to them and how they've come out like a bright shining star you might not want to consider them being your sponsor or your accountability partner sometimes it's all about the show. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm trying to um, say it delicately. I, yeah, I, I went to a men's retreat this last weekend, and uh, another CR leader was there doing worship with me, and he was leading, and he said at the beginning, he said, listen, we're here for worship. I'm here to, to lead you in worship and to worship God. I'm not a showman. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not here to put on right. a show and sing to you. I'm here to just offer songs to God that you can sing with us. And, right. and that's what our testimony, my testimony should be a setting of worship for God to show what he's in. And he definitely should be the star of any good testimony. The, the, the lady that shared her video testimony last week at, at RCR said that, um, she said, I'm gonna tell you tonight folks that this is not my story. This is God's story. Mm. And I was like, wow, yeah, she's yeah. right. Yeah. It's um, a, a bit nerve-wracking sometimes to take the chance sure. to talk. And I think sometimes you know, there are various areas that can influence my willingness to open up or to share a secret. Uh, some of it has to do with a setting. Um, and the timing of something. Yes. I don't want to be sitting at Christmas dinner and, you know, start dumping out deep, dark secrets. Uh, it's not the appropriate place. And there has to be, and this kind of gets in a little bit to our, um, when we talk about doing amends, the, the, the listener, the receiver needs to be ready and prepared for what they're going to hear. It needs to be safe for them to hear it. It, it shouldn't be just a, 
a shock value kind of revelation right. and the reason that we're sharing this should be for you know the edification of Christ of, of somebody else to have knowledge of it um, and so if you mentioned you know sponsors earlier it's it's I think very important to talk with a sponsor or an accountability partner someone you trust before you start sharing some secrets so you can get an idea of is the listener ready to hear this mm -hmm. are they going to be able to to handle this information in a healthy way and sometimes there's no good way to share a secret but you know lean on other people's experience and guidance so that you can at least be as healthy as possible with that um, kind of a thing and that's another reason why we tell our, our people in celebrate recovery that you need to have uh, an accountability partner beyond your your partner you know I hear a lot of times oh yeah my wife is my accountability <laughs> partner well no now you're making your wife responsible for your morality right. and that's right. not your wife is not going to ask you the question that she needs to ask because she might not want to know those answers and you might not be as forthcoming with the answers right. as you would with another man and the deal I had with my sponsor was right, if I tell you stuff you have 72 hour hold you can't say anything about it but after 72 hours you have permission to tell my wife anything that I've told you but I need 72 hours so that I can prepare the ground or prepare myself or mm -hmm. so that I can tell her myself because it's better for her to hear from me than from you and that held me accountable to do it but sometimes I wasn't ready to do it right then and right mm -hmm. there but that was the deal that I made with him but um, you know there's things that you know you don't need to go confess everything to your parents um, no. that, that you've done but you need to confess it to someone and like you said earlier in step five and principle four to God to myself and to someone that I trust which mm -hmm. is usually going to be your sponsor um, ideally or uh, an accountability partner uh, what has your experience been Bev with sharing the difficult secrets and, and, and becoming healthy because of that. Like, like not necessarily the little secrets, like, you know, I cheated on my taxes, you know, 18 years ago, but the big ones that, that maybe you had, what, what, and, and we're not asking, and believe me, folks, this is a, you know, not, to, uh, I don't want to do a podcast on we're as sick as our secrets with my wife and have us just start dumping our secrets to no, you guys. No. Um, but, generally speaking what can you talk about an experience with sharing that how it went or what you needed to do to work up the the courage the nerve the temerity to to do that um, a lot of it had to do with my sponsor honestly um, she didn't she didn't mess around with me we both had sponsors yeah. that didn't suffer fools and um, she when I shared my um, fearless and moral inventory she sat completely silent. She said nothing. And um, she wasn't a close, close friend. She was just somebody I really trusted and I'd watched her life. And she had been at the CR for a long time. But she had shared some secrets with me. And at the end of each, each portion of the sharing, she would just say, is there anything else you need to share about that? And then when she got all done, she said, you know, Bev, some of these comments that you made were really short, and I don't think you told me everything. Is there anything else you need to share? Mm. 
and I knew that she had already shared some things with me. There's so many things I want to say about this, but one of the things she said when I walked in there that night, chair, um, she said, I promise you, whatever you share with me tonight, I will take it to the grave. Nobody will ever, ever hear the words out of my mouth about your life. So she promised me, she vowed to me that she would never, ever share that information. So I knew it was safe. Um, and then that she had shared some secrets with me, maybe want to be really honest with her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a reciprocal agreement. But when I opened up and shared, listen, it wasn't it wasn't magical or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, like my first uh, inventory, I didn't share everything about my life. I don't think because I don't think I was aware of it. It's come to me through years. I've seen more and more things that uh, that the Lord is. Um, pulling back the layers one by one. And so when I found I could get, and she also told me, I promise you, you won't die. Mm. (laughs) So when I got through the first one, I was done with it. It was like, I felt so relieved. The relief that came made me to know that when I had to do this again, whenever, if it was a week later, if it was a year later or whatever, it was going to be okay. I wasn't going to die. People were not going to tell on me. I knew things on them that they knew on me, which is not really a maybe a nice thing to say, but it is true. It creates a safety. Yeah, for it sure. did. And just that I was so free in so many areas where I was miserable before. Yeah. And so. I had the benefit, uh, I call it benefit, and this is in you know air quotes or inverted commas if you're in England, uh, that they printed my story in the newspaper. Yeah. So a lot of my really ugly secrets were out there for people to read without me to control the message or the wording or anything and it wasn't worded in a way to make me sound good yeah well I feel like the Lord I can't really put it all on you the Lord knew where we needed to go where we needed to where we needed to grow and permitted those things in our lives so that um, we we didn't want to give up. Right. We, we wanted to rely and trust him. That's not to brag on us. I'm just saying we, we felt at the beginning we were not really sure which way was up and yeah. we were confused. But by the, you know, by the time we had gotten into CR, then we began to see that there was hope. Well, and, 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 and I'm the kind of person that if there's an easier way out, I'm going to try it. Sure. And, you know, that newspaper, you know, articles for a period of week or so took away my easy route. Right, right, right. I, I didn't have the option of telling the partial truth. You know, the, oh, this is kind of... And now I've gone further and, and written, you know, 444-page book on what I've done. Sure. So I've put it out there. For people, and by the way, you can get that book on Amazon, uh, on your Kindle, on your iPad through Apple Books, or you can go to Amazon and buy a paperback copy of it. But, but you can read my secrets, and it's I, really good. <laughs> I put them in there on purpose, and mm-hmm. you can find me if you search Paul Pippin Celebrate Recovery. You can find my testimony online, and and Bev's as well. Um, so we're we we're in the business of putting our secrets out there because I don't want that to be. A secret anymore now I will say 
probably it would be hard to argue against this as a fact that my secrets are more damaging to me than Bev's secrets are to her from the public that mine are more despicable and shocking mm -hmm. and have more consequence my my secrets were illegal Bev's secrets were not illegal my secrets were felonies Bev's secrets were not felonies my secrets make it so people don't want me to work for them and, and Bev's secrets don't make it harder for her to get a job but it doesn't make my secrets any sicker mm -hmm. than Bev's. Bev mm -hmm. gets just as sick right. over her secrets right. as me. It's there's not a level of that. There's there's gradients of mm -hmm. consequence in life on this side of the dirt, but the uh, spiritual side is that a sin is a sin and a secret is a secret and a lie is a lie and that's just how it is. So being able to share those through the safe process of the steps you know it's we write it down the fourth step we share it the fifth step there's there's one two three come before that and it's a process and it's been done by tens or hundreds or millions of people before us to show that this process does work so we can trust that process and that's what did it for me. Someone told us at a, a retreat that we went on one time uh, with our old church, they were talking about letting people into your basement. And mm -hmm. when you have someone into your house, you don't just go down into the basement and show them the dirtiest, darkest stuff. It takes time for you to get to know them when sure. you're trusted with that. And, and that's how it has to be with secrets. I always wonder when I meet somebody new, how long do I wait before I tell them that I'm a registered offender? Mm -hmm. You know, Will that make them say, you know what, job interview's over? Or, you know what, we've decided to go another direction after they've hired me. Or, you know, I think it would be better if we weren't friends. It, that's a difficult thing because if I wait too long, sure. they feel that I've been keeping a secret from right, them. Right. And if I tell too soon, they don't get a chance to see the me. They just see the dirty secret. And mm -hmm. that can happen. It, yes. it really can. And that might be the same for your secrets as well, listener. But I can say this. The people who love me and know my secrets love me more than the people who love me and didn't yes, know my secrets yes, because yes. the people who love me and didn't know my secrets ran when they heard my secrets the people who know me now and know my secrets love me and there's nothing yes. now that can chase them away right. because they know the worst right. there's nothing that the enemy can hold over my head and like oh i'm gonna tell this person i'm gonna let that that's gone that weapon is now my weapon in my hand i've taken it away from the devil and he can't beat me up with that anymore and that feels so so good i was um i've started reading psalms i got done with job and now i'm in psalms and one of the commentators said something and i don't this quote may not be exactly right but it's kind of like what you're talking about i think that this is a a litmus test for when we really start to get healthy in the lord and that is that we live with integrity we should live with integrity and God will handle our reputation. Mm. And, and I thought, you know what? That's a great level of trust right there because not only do we need to keep our secrets, I mean, uh, share our secrets with ourselves and someone else we trust, but to God. God already knows it anyway, you know, but that's important. And I, what I mentioned earlier about the healing part, when we were talking about that during before the break, um, I think, you know, our daughter who's the dentist, 
she would tell us that when someone comes in and they have a cavity in the tooth, if she just, you know, started to work on that tooth and just cleaned out the top layer and then just put a filling on top, you better know that they're going to be back in there again within a certain amount of time because that cavity is going to continue to spread. And um, she's got to get down to all of that, get all of that nastiness out and clean it out before she can <clears throat> say that it's repaired and starting right. to be whole again. I think it's the same way with us. Uh, my mom used to say something that I, I don't even know if I've ever shared it with you, Paul, but she used to say, you know, like with the Holy Spirit, when he moves into our lives because it tells us that he lives in us, you know, if company was coming to our home, we would clean out all the rooms, like you said about the basement, that kind of thing. And we would put out fresh towels and we would have everything that just says welcome. But when we close off parts of our life to the Holy Spirit, it's like shutting off rooms to our home, to our guests. Like you can use this room, but you can't use the bathroom, mm -hmm. you know, or you better not go into this cabinet and no, you can't use the refrigerator. So until we allow the Holy Spirit to go in and completely clean out every part of us, which is why it takes a lifetime, we can't really heal. Yeah. And um, so I just think that's a cool analogy to think about that. Because I was under the impression that sharing would bring nothing but shame. Mm -hmm. Sharing would bring nothing but pain and distrust. And I found completely the opposite. Well, and as you let the Holy Spirit into that house and you let people wander around and see stuff and you just keep shoving stuff into a smaller and smaller corner that builds pressure and it's worse than when it has yes. the reign of the whole house. Yes. When you're just trying to keep it in one little lockbox, that can True. be so destructive, True. so True. destructive. Um, one thing that I want to caution people about when we're getting rid of our secrets is the idea of anonymity. And we talk about uh, yes. this in our open share group that, you know, the things that you share need to be about you and you need to share the things in an anonymous way. Um, you could say, you know, I robbed a bank with another person and that's perfectly you're sharing your secret you're not sharing their secret you say I robbed a bank with Billy down the street now you're sharing their secret um, if if you say I you know was you know whatever it was if there's other people involved with your secret you don't have to say the person's name you don't have right. to identify the person we need to know as little as possible about them because it's it's not your right to share mm -hmm. their secret. Mm -hmm. It's your right to share your secret. Right. And um, and that can be very difficult because I, I have people who know that sometimes, I, I know a person and they had a secret that got shared. And so then they started sharing other people's secrets like, uh, well, let me tell you how bad everybody else is. Yes. And it's just so hurtful and not, Yes. it doesn't help anything to do that and if you're just sharing secrets to bring someone else down to humiliate someone to make it so that you're lowering the lowest common denominator down to your level instead of raising yourself mm -hmm. up uh, that's not healthy that's not right so again talk with a sponsor talk with an accountability partner and um, you know they can give you the advice on that yeah one of the things that happened to me when I was sharing my um uh, four-step inventory with my sponsor for the first time was I had never walked away from any kind of encounter with a person where I knew from now on I had to keep confidence mm. 
and that was hard for me. Um, I wasn't a big gossiper or anything like that, but I didn't share stuff that I shouldn't have been sharing. And uh, I remember that that's where the scripture really, and I've made many mistakes. I've had to confess many times on this time, on this subject, but where it said, you know, don't speak anything unless it's to the edification of others. And so I felt like this lady was going to keep my confidence, and now I was... I owed it to God and to her to keep confidence. Yeah, yeah, so, that was the responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been good. Do you have any other parting thoughts or shots? No, but just um, don't ever forget to pray. Ask God to help you. He will. Yeah. He'll lead you, guide you, send you to the right people, tell you when something's not the right time. He will. He's right there for you to ask. Yeah. yeah. And let me just close this by saying, Look at your calendar. May the 4th be with you, people. Um, And happy birthday to Dr. Heather out in Hawaii, our daughter. It's uh, her birthday on the 4th today, so we've got that going for us as well. Thank you so much, Bev, for joining us. Thank you, listeners. Don't forget to give us a new rating. If you've given us a rating on Apple Podcasts before, go give us another one because they're redoing the algorithm and uh, it could really help bump us up at a time now. Uh, to get those ratings. So those uh, reviews and ratings are super important. Uh, If you become a new patron, uh, you got some swag coming to you, but in January, you'll also be getting a giving statement, which is tax deductible uh, for you. So thank you to all of our patrons that have been along for the ride so far. Thank you to the new patrons. Thank you listeners for doing this with us every week. Please share with people, uh, send a link, uh, post it on your social media. And everywhere you can, you know, write it on, uh, you know what, here's, here's something you can do. Write the podcast on the memo part of your check when you turn in your tithe and just put it in there and see if anybody in the church notices. Uh, How about writing on the back window of somebody's car when their their window needs to be cleaned? Write it in the dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I don't want people to be mad. But uh, if yeah, you do right. want to go around with something on your window, you can become a patron there and get a window sticker that says Mess It Up Podcast. That's so thank better. you very much to all of you people. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Heather. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.